We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG-TV. That's right. You can find us on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us as we interview guests, we do live loops, and sometimes we have in-studio performances. Tune in at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Moded Studios has all your favorite patches and apparel. Go check them out. Some of the hottest sellers are the Wu-Tang patches. Get a Wu-Tang patch that represents your country, your sports team, or just your favorite design. ModedStudios.com. Now on with the show. Fresh. Fresh. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Jesus Molina. Jesus is an amazing, amazing jazz pianist out of Colombia. He is uh, he's pretty well known on the interwebs. Uh, he got his start on the internet with uh, a few viral videos that was picked up uh, that was seen by Nord. And that's how I found Jesus was through Nord. Uh, and, and I say it, I kind of gush and fanboy out in this interview. Uh, I bought my Nord Electro 3 because I, or I'm sorry, my Nord Stage 3 because I saw what Jesus was doing with it. And it's just incredible. So, and I love my Nord. So, hey, Nord, you guys want to sponsor this show? Come on over. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jesus. Uh, has played with a whole bunch of people. He's gone to uh, uh, the Berkeley School of Music. He His content is top-notch, and he's soon to be dipping his toe into the pop world. So he'll, he'll be singing some pop, and he has a lovely voice. He's uh, definitely an, an amazing multi-instrumentalist, but uh, just an incredible uh, piano virtuoso, I would say. I would go as far as to say that. He's a young man, and uh, he, it's just really interesting to hear that uh, he's still searching for his pure voice and I love that. We'll, we talk all about that in the podcast but first go to reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and go check out her latest single called Stew. Uh, you can also find Raina Mystique on Twitch and that is twitch.tv slash Mystique. She streams every, was it, Tuesday and Thursday at 7am uh, Eastern Standard Time and on Saturdays is kind of a wild card for her, but she streams like acoustic soul R&B type stuff. You can also find this podcast on uh, on a much cooler and expanded version called uh, on Twitch called WSEG TV. That's where this particular audio comes from. It comes from a live stream, so you're gonna hear me talking to the chat, and uh, it's a it's a good time because. I, I love the Twitch stream because it invites people in to talk to these top-tier musicians that I get to talk to, and, and it's just so cool. It's so cool that to to pick to be able to pick uh, the minds of, of Grammy winners and just hardworking uh, blue-collar musicians who've been out there doing it, and see it's it just. 
I love it. I love it so much. So I'm inviting you guys to come down to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and check it out. Also, there is a video version of this interview in the show notes uh, it's for the uh, it's uh, it'll lead you to a youtube link you can go check that out and have fun with that you can also like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram uh, twitter anywhere we're on all of them discord there's all those links in the show notes go go show your boy some love and follow us up and then keep up to date with what we are doing we also you can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTubes, which uh, which has the video versions of a lot of these live streamed Twitch streams and also has music tutorials and some silly crap. And it, it's just it's a good time over there. So go check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube. You can also subscribe on Twitch and that will cost you a few dollars. But all the money that we get goes directly back into the show to make the show better for you guys. So go and subscribe to us on Twitch and come hang out. I just, I'm telling you, it, it's just so much fun. It, it, like just, okay, I'm going to stop gushing about Twitch. Uh, <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, Twitch is awesome. And uh, you can also leave a review for us. Now, this one's a, a really easy one that is, is super free. If you like the show and you want to support us, please go leave a review on Apple iTunes or anywhere you can. It helps us to be seen in the algorithms of the podcast universe. So please do go and do that if you want. It's very helpful. Uh, you can also email us at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you have any guest suggestions or if you have any comments or concerns, please do let me know. Okay, so let's get over to Jesus Molina. Um, I, I'm, again, I'm super over the moon to have been able to talk to such a talented young man. And um, I'm super excited to share this conversation with you. So please put your hands together for Jesus Molina. So you're in Colombia. How long have you been back in Colombia, man? About two months now. Two months. I'm so happy to be in here. Mm. It's a blessing. Yeah. Having the opportunity to be in with my family and all of that. Yes. Did, did, uh, so I'm really curious because I imagine that your, um, that your schedule for 2020 was pretty, was pretty packed. Uh, I, I don't imagine that uh, you go very long without having a packed schedule, but due to the pandemic, I'm just curious, what was 2020 looking like before the pandemic came and sort of, because I'm a musician myself, and I know I had a big year plan, tours and all this stuff, uh, but, uh, you know, in, in a night, in a day, you know, all of the gigs were gone, so I'm just curious, what was that for you? What, what did you have planned for 2020? Well, before all the pandemic situation happened, we were planning a huge tour in Europe, huge tour in US and all of these things. I remember I was preparing myself uh, with the band and all of that, preparing every single thing. But nothing happened due to the pandemic situation. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful with God because 
he literally like prepared me for this kind of pandemic situations like uh, you know being a musician is so hard and more when it comes to the pandemic situation and all of these things but thank god like all of these things everybody's at home and i have been selling a master class i recently got signed with music play the same people from master class yeah. And selling master classes, producing a lot of people, and you know, working from the computer every single day, producing everybody. Uh, it, it brought me to a situation that I can share with my fans and community, like closer in terms of they can have me in a solo guest. They can have me in a piano track for their tracks. Mm-hmm. And I have been developing that thing lately and thank god you have been great yeah yeah so so you uh, uh you were able to keep working is what you're saying because because you were uh you were doing a lot of performance before the pandemic is that is that what you were mostly doing for work is is performance or was it recording and everything it always was an internet Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. Thank God, like that's why I tell you that we got prepared, like for this type of things, because you know, internet is the future. Right. When you work, when you have all of the things through internet, I have been working through years. Yes. Internet, and it's like, of course, like the touring situation, going there, going every single place, like it's great. But, like, the only thing that I miss a lot about that thing is having the contact with everybody. And we're doing kind of like a master classes low-key with all the biosecurity procedures and all that thing. Like, all the, the COVID restrictions and that. And you cannot have more than 40 people in a room and... That's kind of what we're doing, like kind of master classes, low key, some concerts in bars, and now that every everything now is getting like getting there. Right, it's starting to open back up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know why it didn't make it. That makes a lot of sense because I mean, that's how I found you originally was on the internet. So. I imagine that you just kept going on with that as, as soon as the pandemic hit. I mean, because I mean, that's how I found you. That's how most people know you is from Instagram. It's from YouTube. It's from it's from Nord. Um, so it, 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 that makes perfect sense that you just fell right back into your online working. Um, and then so I, I'm just curious, how, what was uh, how were how were you feeling when all the pandemic first started? What was the what was the emotions like for you in regards to you know your future of playing and stuff? How how did that strike well, you at first? You know, and everybody, you know, like it is so hard for everybody. It was so hard for me, like emotionally thing, like talking about, oh my god, when we're gonna be able to play in front of audience again? When we're gonna do this, when we're gonna do that, that's the questions you can perceive every single time you get that. But God is good and all I can tell is I am just waiting what's gonna happen, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I am just doing music at the moment every day. I can, 
Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. You you uh, I mean you're killing it. Like the you you're releasing content all the time. Um what what's your con like how do you uh how do you schedule your your content release? Like how do you decide and how do you approach it? And uh do you do you do it all in one day and then release it through the week? How do you schedule all this? Honestly, being honest with you, like I just play something. If I like it, I just record it. Mm. And if I like it right now, I just go for it and I post it. I don't I don't do like like a schedule thing for the content. I just like doing it. And if I like how it sounds, I just post it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> it's like yeah, that works. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what I I know you get this question a lot, but I I'm just really interested on in sort of going into it maybe a little bit more. Uh, what's your practice schedule schedule like? How do you stay fit? I mean, because you're you play like your style of playing requires a lot of movement in the fingers. It, it, it's a lot of finality that you sort of have to maintain. So how do you maintain your your fingering and 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 and, uh, and what's your what's your practice schedule like? Basically, I try to practice two hours per day, like seriously. Mm. How I do it is like thirty minutes. I just start playing like mm. a motive thing. Like for example, if I just sit in the piano and I just decide to play like a motive, mm. let's take like three notes. I just practice like, like uh, all day, all the thirty minutes with the three notes. It's C F C, and I start creating melodies around that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And thirty minutes exploring what can happen. minutes I just go to the YouTube I just like create something 30 minutes more I just go to the internet and go see a progression or transcribe something if I really like it I just learn it mm -hmm. after the next 30 minutes go to a, again same exercise taking a motives a, a, a chord or melody and after that the next 30 minutes becomes in explore with the new thing that i learned mm. that's how i practice every day because it's not about how many times you can practice it's about what you can do in in the the quality of the time it's not like how many times you practice it's the quality you're investing in that time so i think it's so important to having everything clear no. Yeah. No, that that's a really good good statement you just made because a lot of times you have people who uh who who have this sort of unfocused practice where they're sort of and, and I do this all the time where I'll, maybe I'm not even concentrating on what I'm doing. I'm like watching TV and just sort of noodling around. And some people call that practice but it, but but you're not. What are you focusing on? What is your focus of that? And sometimes you don't need to be completely focused just to keep your fingers in, uh, it, you know, in order. But when you're trying to learn something new and you're trying to tackle something new, having a focused approach to it is, is a very important thing, a part of learning and growing. Um, 
So I, I saw in an interview that you were, um, you said something about, and, and this might, I think this was from last year or maybe even 2019, but you were saying that uh, you were, you're still in search for your own voice. And, um, and I, when I hear you play, like you have a very unique approach. And I, I mean, like, I feel like you already have a pretty established voice already, but could you go into more about, um, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it sounds like you got a hell of a voice. Uh, but when you say that, can you go into more what you mean by that, that you're looking for your own voice? Developing more your sound, your technique, your, like, when I, when I talk about my own voice, it's, like, develop all the ideas that I have here, in here. Mm -hmm. In terms of, okay, I want this sound like this, but still I sound like Chick Corea, still I sound sometimes like Peterson. Mm -hmm. Still, I sound like this guy, like this guy. I don't want to sound like these guys. I want to sound like me. And that's a process that you just can find every single day until you die. Yeah. Because it's a lot of things. Like, it's a lot of influences. You can get a lot of influences. I get a lot of influences from piano players, like different uh, people. Oh my God, an Errol Garner here, um, but Bill Evans with this thing, and I start combining everything. But what about you combine all of these styles and you try to put a little bit something from you? In terms of, I, I like to, to play a lot, like, percussive styles, because I think it's not that much piano players that like to do some percussion in terms of subdivisions and things, and I try, I have been trying a lot of things that I think it can work for my sound, mm -hmm. and that's how I've been working on my own box every single day <laughs> until I die. Now, do you do you feel like that your voice is starting to develop? Do you feel like it is starting to come out? Do you start? Are you seeing the seeds starting to grow? Yes, I have been working on that and every single day. Mm. I'm still working. <laughs> yeah, forever. Well, that's the musician's quandary. It's like you, you're, 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 you're never the best because you know there's always someone out there. You always got to be like working and working. And the, I guess that's a wrong way of looking at it. You're never the best. It's it's uh it's like you're always striving for more. Like I feel like that you're always trying to learn the next thing. Yeah, exactly, Bonnie. Artists never stop. Yeah, artists never really stop developing, and, and like the the drive that that keeps us going is is that development. And even if it comes in these very small incremental growth spurts, it's that's enough motivation to keep us pushing forward. Um, what you, I noticed that you did like a a a, a Spain ran, a rendition of Spain um on uh, on your last album departing and um i loved it which was a really great version of the song um and and of course chick korea just passed away I, i'm just wondering what is your uh, history with chick korea um you know as a fan and as someone because you obviously like chick korea enough to play his song on your last album so uh what kind of uh first of all how did you feel when you found out chick died Honestly, that's so heartbreaking because he's the best. Yeah, he was and he will be the best. Like that influence that he brought to our music is incredible. It's unique. Mm -hmm. And that guy, like his legacy, is huge. Yeah, 
they were not talking about some somebody normal like that guy the huge legacy then when I found that out like I couldn't I couldn't believe it and it's so heartbroken for me because one of my biggest dreams in the world was playing with him yeah. and I couldn't make it and always like his music his approach to improvise all of these things honestly like that's my life when mm. I just found out that Jake passed away, oh my God, that's so sad. Yeah. What What made you uh, do Spain? What made you want to do that song? Everybody plays Spain in this life. Like, if you're a jazz musician, you know what is that. Even if you're not a jazz musician, you know what is that. Yeah. Is everybody? Myself, what if I just go and I do like a version of of this amazing song that everybody plays, but in my way, more crazy stuff like time signatures and say okay I'm gonna do like a version of that and I I just go for it and and now like I know that he saw the version because the version became like kind of viral thing mm -hmm. and it's like he saw a, a, and Carlitos del Puerto his bass player like I used to play with him a lot like he was arranging something for me playing duo with him wow. but it didn't happen yeah I'm so sad and I hope God ha has him in Glory. I mean, I couldn't imagine he, 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 he's not, you know, I couldn't imagine Chick is not up there. What was interesting about Chick Corea is that he was a Scientologist. Did you know that he was a Scientologist? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was actually, he was really, are you familiar with Scientology at all? Huh? Are you familiar with Scientology at all? No thing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I know, I know you're a Christian. I know you're a hardcore Christian. And um, uh, it, uh, Scientology is a, um, it's a religion that was born in the 1950s um, by a sailor named Ron, L. Ron Hubbard. And, um, well, he was in the Navy for a little bit, but he, it, it, it's actually like a really weird religion that turned out to, like Tom Cruise is a part of it and John Travolta. And so like, it's, it, it was really odd when I found out that Chick Corea was a part of it because it's turned into this very uh, culty type of situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not judging Chick Corea at all. I'm just thought it was interesting, you know, and we were just talking about, we hope that God has them in his hands. Uh, so... I don't know what's going on there, but no, uh, Ch Chick Corea was, is a huge influence on me too. Uh, I, I really like how you approach songs. Like even, I, I played that Whitney Houston cover you guys did, um, that you did with, uh, uh, Michaela, I think that's how you say it. Um, uh, and you guys took a Whitney Houston song and turned it into this sort of, I don't know, like, what do you call your style of jazz? When you take a song like Spain and you start flipping the time signatures and you start doing it, what do you call that style? Because it, it's some kind of jazz, but I don't, I don't know how to even label that. Honestly, I can call it, like, 
just fusion maybe. Mm -hmm. You take a lot of elements, it's like you're cooking. When you just go in the morning and you just take eggs and you just put everything in there. I don't know how you call the brunch thing or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like combine the breakfast with with lunch and same thing. Mm. Same thing. I take just a song and I start putting some ingredients on it and it becomes just fusion stuff. Mm more other advanced things but you know is that is that the is that the type of music you really enjoy playing is fusion jazz fusion yeah fusion jazz lately i have been uh, singing because some some certain contracts and certain things want me to release like an album singing in spanish and like commercial music at the same moment i am developing my jazz career and that's a blessing because I didn't ask for it, but something is happening. And you know, when the opportunity comes, you just need to go there because opportunity just comes once, yeah. once time, one time. So let's go for it. That's interesting. How do you feel about doing a, doing a pop thing, going going more of a mainstream approach to things? I love it. I love all of that music. I love country so much. I love pop a lot. Of course, like, jazz is my life, but some other people, they cannot understand what you're playing, mm. especially in my country. Like, in, in here in Colombia, it's not that common. You hear jazz fusion everywhere. Mm. It's like, it's an approach that I am taking now, ballads and all of these famous artists I am collaborating lately. And Developing both careers, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the that that's really interesting. The the pop side of things. I mean, like e even when you're releasing these songs on YouTube, you're sort of doing these. Um, you know, it, it's outside of normal. You know, like you're just singing and playing a guitar. It's not like the fusion. It's not the crazy time signatures or anything. I I do like that side of you as well. It's uh, that's interesting that you want. Colombia is rich with Afro-Cuban music. Some of the best players, period, come from Afro-Cuban sound. Oh, somebody in our chat was saying that there's a lot of Afro-Cuban music in Colombia. Is that true? Not that much Afro-Cuban, mm. but salsa. Salsa. Mm. Afro-Cuban is more in, Cu in, in Cuba mm. and more jazz. Yeah. Latin jazz, mm. but it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up in Colombia, like, the, and, and as a young musician, what was that like for you? Hearing a lot of cumbia, vallenato, all of these styles, mm -hmm. incredible music styles. But I just found it out on YouTube, all the jazz mm -hmm. thing. And I told myself, I just want to go for it. I just want to play even everybody telling me, no, 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 don't play jazz. That style is so weird. You know, yeah. I found my passion in there, and I just say I want to play like that, guys. So then, when did you start playing music? When was you? When were you first introduced to music as as a player? Four years old, my grandma stole a little tiny keyboard from my from my grand grandmother, <laughs> and I, the legend says that I just start playing <laughs> like without knowing 
what's going on with the keyboard, you know? Mm. And that's how I started. That's how you just start. Yeah, that that's interesting. So then did uh, did the did music come pretty naturally for you then? Did did it sort of were you, were you considered a child prodigy? Um, no, no, that's huge. I don't. You cannot consider yourself as a prodigy, but I am so grateful with God for the talent He gave to me. You just need to develop it. Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody has creativity inside, but some of them develop it, develop it better than others. Yeah. You know. Yes. You can see more development in one person than the other. It is not like that person is more is more talented or something like that. It's discipline, talent, and the opportunity. Yeah. It will come. When you it's a lot of people talented but they are not disciplined and they don't have opportunity. A lot of people with talent with discipline and they don't have talent and they don't have opportunity. A lot of people with opportunity <laughs> and they don't have talent and they don't have discipline. Mm -hmm. But when you mix the uh, talent with discipline, that's where the things come. Yeah. And I think that's like some people, oh my God, how I do for me getting opportunities in this world. I just say, come on, just play uh, and learn new things and combine your talent with discipline that the opportunities will come. Yes. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that so much. It's like it, you just have to really keep working at it and be consistent. And like you're saying, just work and, and practice or whatever it is that you do. It's let's do it as hard as you can, because you're absolutely right. You see other people develop in other ways. You know, somebody is more developed than another person. It doesn't mean one person is better necessarily. It just means that their development was sort of, I don't know, it came a little bit more natural for them. Uh, or they're lazy. I, I, I think you put it really great. When did the discipline come into play? When I was 15 years old and I found that out, Peterson, I love these piano players, and I told myself, I want to play like them. Mm. And it was a working hard every day. Working, working, working every day from 9 to 12 and 2 to 4. I used to practice like that, mm. just like with the left hand and with all of the things that I used to feel like, oh my God, still working a lot, but you know, different ways these days because of the travel, because of the work, because of all of these elements, but anyways, so that's how it works. So when I was 15 years old, I told myself, you know what, I just want to play this instrument because I left the piano. When I was nine years old, and I switched for the saxophone in 12. I learned how to play saxophone. I want to be a saxophone player. I want to be a sax player. Let's do it. 12, 13, 14. And when I found out Eric Marienthal, he was one of my heroes. Thank God he's one of my albums. But before that, I, I told myself, I want to play like Eric Marienthal, the saxophone. And I just found that out a piano player, Brian Culberson, playing with him. And I told myself, oh my God, I really want to play like that guy. Yeah. And I told myself, I want to be a piano player. But after I switched to piano, to, to piano and I, I said, you know what? 
piano is my thing. <laughs> I want to play piano again. When I start taking it seriously, professionally, I'm playing every day, studying the piano in the best university in the world with the best master in the world. That is, you room in your house with Jesus Christ. It was my, my main inspiration. So That's wonderful. This, what is what is undisciplined? Uh, so what did what did before fifteen look like? What how did you approach you know practice and getting better then before you locked in and started really you know uh, disciplining yourself to work? I didn't practice that much back then. I just just for fun mm-hmm. playing in the church and learning new stuff, but not that much, not seriously. You mm-hmm. know? So, so it was just you sort of just uh, messing around, having fun, and because it was uh, because it kind of came natural to you, you were probably good enough to do all these different things. But you, um, uh, but but you didn't discipline yourself. You weren't disciplined enough yet to develop those skills. Is that sound about accurate? You had a natural ability sort of to play, and so you're you're just sort of were playing and having fun, and then and then you decided to. Get at it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, Mendez. Uh, uh, piano is such a marvelous instrument. Uh, the, I, 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 I have a lot of similarities to that because I have a natural ability, but I never developed it, especially to, to your level, obviously. But obviously, I don't know why. That's not very obvious. You don't know me. <laughs> but the... but. I have that I had that natural ability to sort of pick things up quickly and 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 I never really sat down and developed it. You're a multi-instrumentalist um, and and you're self-taught, correct? Yeah. How did that how do you do you feel like that added to being a self-taught musician and a multi-instrumentalist? Do you feel like that added to your your playing now or do you think that that got in the way of your playing? I think everything is a process. And for sure, like being a self-taught musician and learning by your own and all the things, of course, that it will help me a lot with all of the things in my process now, of course. Because the way I practice, the way I think, the way I define things on music, it depends about my background. Mm-hmm. And that's how I just got it. Yeah, the, for me, I feel like being a multi because I'm a multi instrumentalist as well. Sometimes it kind of hinders me in in development in certain ways, uh, but it definitely gives me a better ear when it comes to production. So I, I have a better ear for for putting music together than I do sitting there noodling on a jazz solo for you know over you know over chord progression. Uh, my uh, do do you feel like having uh, Okay, so someone in the chat asked if you can read music. Can you read music? Not that good, honestly. I just charts. Mm-hmm. I can I can I can read charts, big band, and some melodies, but not like classical mm. reading music. I cannot do that. That's too hard for me. <laughs> how was that? How was that going to Berkeley? How were you? How did how did that transfer you not reading so well? Oh my God, the professors, they were so mercy with me then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, so you were able to sort of do a, uh, figure out enough to get through. Are, are you still attending Berkeley? I know we're you're not there now, but are you? No, 
Oh, thank God I just got graduated. I got graduated like May 8th, 2020. Oh, congratulations, man. Nice. And you know, the pandemic situation, you cannot like post. Like, nah, it was online graduation, it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of got got uh got screwed out of their graduation um well but but you did it that's amazing and it what was your experience like at berkeley i hear i I talked to a lot of musicians who went to berkeley and juilliard and stuff and they all give me different answers how was your experience going to berkeley it changed my life such a great opportunity going to berkeley and studying there with the best just opportunities that god can give to you yeah for free, everything, honestly, like, being, like, privileged in there, like, all the musicians around the world, like, every single guy that you you met there, everybody wants to be better, everybody wants to improve, you know, and it's like, I just met one of my incredible best friends and incredible musicians that... They gave me a lot of input in my music, and I learned so much from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I heard Esperanza Spalding was was teaching there. Did you ever get a chance to work with Esperanza? I played with Esperanza a lot of time ago, like in 2019. Oh, awesome. In June, in a Grammy event in LA, I remember that. Oh, man. He invited me for his retirement. Mm. He he's the he was the ex director of Grammys. Okay. He invited me, Yolanda Adams, Esperanza Spalding, this guy. It's a lot of people from the industry in there that I remember that night incredibly like such a privilege like me playing in around all of these incredible people. Such a great opportunity from that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so did you have any experience with her as a as a, an instructor at Berkeley, or or did you never really interact with her at Berkeley? No, in Berkeley, but in that event, and we played together and all of that. How uh, how how did you? I'm a big fan of Esperanza Spalding as well. So I was just I'm curious, how was your experience working with her? Incredible experience, like that guy that that, that girl can play. <laughs> yes, and, and like, that's unique. Yeah, yeah, she has such an interesting and cool, uh, unique way of of melody and the way she sings and the way that she shadows her 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 notes on her bass and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I big fan of uh, of Esperanza. So then, with Berkeley, did you did you find that uh, that because of your limitations of, of reading music, were uh, did you did you have any problems with that? I know you said that you kind of got, they kind of gave you a little, they were kind of uh, giving you a little trouble. No, no, he 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 does go to Berkeley. Mental. Oh, I'm sorry. Did he know Shreya Goshal? Do you know who Shreya Goshal is? Maybe I'm saying that wrong. No. No, Some, I don't know. Someone in honestly, China. like it wasn't like anything. Like I thought, like it's gonna be like a problem, but. The professors, they can help you so much. Mm-hmm. And they can tell you how to do it and how to prepare the music. Yeah. Honestly, like sight read ensembles, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, God is good. And <laughs> I could make it like just with time and just 
with help, you know? Right. No, no, I feel you, man. I, I had a hard time in college, too, because I, I don't read as well. It's so I read. It's like you could read it, but but making your fingers do what it says in the time that it says to do it is a different thing. It's like I know how to read it, but reading it fluently is not in my wheelhouse at all. Um, oh, that's cool. Mental. Nice. Thank you for that. Um, so then, I, I'm, I'm, you know, coming from a, uh, a internet background, what was that transition like for you? Oh, what was that transition for you going, um, like coming from like your bedroom in your studio, making videos and, and doing your thing? What was that like going from that to traveling around the world and playing everywhere and... All I can say with that experience is just checking like all the arenas and all of the people in the arenas and I just say to myself, thank God where you brought me, like from my room in hometown to these incredible experiences and playing incredible music. Yeah. What, what? I mean, it had to be kind of a little bit of a shock um, to sort of go from, you know, small town Columbia to all of a sudden having all this notoriety and being flown everywhere. Was that was that kind of a culture shock for you or was it uh, or did you handle it with grace and it was easy and it was an easy transition for you? Honestly, like, yeah, it was a cultural shock, of course, because of my life living in here, but it's kind of similar in some ways, in other ways, not that similar, you know. In what ways? Uh, in terms of food, in terms of moods, yeah. way to see the world, like, I don't know. Not people that, it's not that much warm. Mm. Here we're so warm, Latinos, right. we're so warm. Right. And just simple things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I know America can be kind of a cold place. <laughs> Americans can be uh, just sort of apathetic at times. But uh, how was it? How was it sort of going from? Uh, how was it? What was the? Was it like to like start school and stuff? I mean, especially you know you speak English pretty well, uh, but I imagine that English is your second language. So uh, what was that like for you with the language and 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 going to school here? Is that like what? How did you sort of get past those barriers? Oh, that that part was hard mm -hmm. for me. Because I just arrived to Berkeley not knowing anything in English. And still I'm learning because it's so hard for me. The pronunciation, the accent, all of the things. I learned that. I learned in, in Berkeley English. Like, I remember I just came, like, very first time and I just say I Jesus Colombia I didn't say anything else mm. I learned it there and it's my second language and still learning because so much work <laughs> so much work yeah it is I was married too to American and, and I was literally like I learned a lot you know yeah. on the fights and all of that things so, so you need to work in your English for it to understand it better right um, no, we got a question. We got another question from the chat. How do you see the future of classical music? Because it's only in movies now. 
Um, so this is from Mental Warsi. I don't know how to say your last one, buddy. Uh, but uh, Mental asks, uh, how do you see the future of classical music? Because it's not very a pop. It's not very popular in the mainstream, and and I guess he's saying you only see it in the movies. So, from your perspective, how do you see the future of classical music? Oh my God, this is a hard question because I think classical music is better than jazz right now. Wow. Because at least you can see classical music in movies, and you know how many, how much money are behind the budget in, in movies. Yeah. Talking about jazz, jazz is was in bars and right now in bars and festivals and with the COVID situation, yeah. it's gone. I think classical, I think I need to be a conductor or something like that. <laughs> uh, different. Yeah. Well, you know, jazz is like, uh, jazz is like one of those, uh, those genres that is, is, um, you know, it's very popular for a very, you know, it's very popular for a very small group of people, you know, and, and not everybody can get behind jazz and and like you were saying earlier because you're you're having you're sort of getting contracted to do some pop stuff and that's a little bit more straightforward and people it's a little bit more palatable for people why do you think jazz is such a why do you think jazz is so hard for people to sort of really enjoy honestly i don't know but jazz i think is more for musicians <laughs> yeah i agree with jazz you. is more for <laughs> Of people that wants to listen, like used it. It used to be so famous, like mm -hmm. when they used to play, like right. back then, you know. Right. But now jazz is more for musicians. Yeah. And and I don't know, like what's gonna happen, and, and uh, you know, we just play music. Because we love jazz right. and all of that, but all the opportunities I am getting right now is from the singing things and the, the pop situation, you know. Yeah, like I just go for it, but still, that jazz is on my heart, and I never gonna finish, right. and I never gonna quit jazz. Yeah. I'm gonna play every single day jazz. Uh, you're married, right? No, oh. I am not married I'm anymore. Sorry. I am divorced. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry yeah, I just got married in five months and. After five months, I just got divorced. Uh, Marriage was hard for me. Yeah, yeah. Weird. You know, uh, what? I know what's hard for me. I'm married and I have a child, and every time I have to leave, it's just like every time I have to go on tour and stuff. It's like it's just the hardest part for me. But it's also really hard for my family as well because you know you're gone all the time, and and it's just it's just hard to make sure you know keep maintain some kind of real relationship when you're always sort of traveling around um what how did you meet your wife do you mind talking about that yeah i met her in berkeley college of music oh. studying together but practicing and doing music and you know mm -hmm. and we just got married because of the pandemic situation oh wow la we were in la like trapped and and she was running from her mom and I was alone there and we just talked, why, why if we just go to Vegas and we just get married like that? And it was like this. Yes. Like this and after that, a lot of problems and you know how it's life. Yeah. So hard and you know what, we're too young for this. Bye. <laughs>
Yeah. No, I feel you, man. How old are you anyways? I'm, I'm never sure how old. 24. 24. I think I am crazy a little bit. <laughs> because it's like getting married, so... But God is good. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. You know, hey, man. You're you're uh, when you're young, you you're 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 just living in the moment, and you're just doing it day by day. And uh, I I I can see how you can get mixed up in that. You just be like, yeah, this is a great idea. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, yeah sometimes the thing is that you can make mistakes in your life. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge hero. Well, but it was, but but it's a but it was a great learning. It was a lesson, right? Like a good learning thing, right? Yeah, but I I I, I can tell you that I wish I couldn't like live that lesson that way <laughs> because it's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, man. That you know what? It, it, it like what you're saying, man. It's like you're young and that that's the thing. That's a beautiful thing about your twenties, man. Just have fun. Have fun with your twenties. I'm I'm almost 40, okay? Have fun in your twenties. Do your thing. Live your life, my friend, because as soon as you do get locked down or as soon as you do, you know, have taking on more responsibilities with family. You know, things change. I'm very happily married with my family and stuff, but, you know, they, a lot of things change and uh, expectations change and, you know, it, and it's not very conducive with a traveling musician's life. So I'm actually glad that I'm, I'm finding a different way in music through this, through the podcast, because traveling and playing gigs all the time is kind of, kind of kind of a drag sometimes how, how do you feel about the travel and, and 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 going from plane to plane and hotel room to hotel room and and doing the whole thing like how is that for you do, do you enjoy the touring life i really enjoy it so much and i miss that uh, like going everywhere playing everywhere right. that thing was my thing but let's see what's gonna happen again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be at it again, man. They're opening up and there's vaccines. Uh, I'm sure that will be you'll be tearing up the road again here shortly. Uh, but but that was the beautiful. But again, the beautiful thing was, is that you had this Internet presence already. You had this whole life you built on the Internet for yourself. So, That's the yeah. So this pandemic, it, it, it was similar for us, too. My wife was a teacher. She teaches voice lessons online. So it was literally just she just kept working and she only got more busy. And it, and me, too. You know, I got busy with a bunch of different stuff. And it, I don't know, man, It to as a musician, do you feel like it's important to sort of um, have different avenues of expression? I mean, like, I mean, I guess, it, I mean, it's an obvious sort of question because you were able to you got all these performances that were canceled and I'm sure you lost out on a lot of money from that, but you were able to sort of focus in on your already your already made career on the online. Um, how important do you think it is to have multiple ways of expressing your your talent? Completely, completely right what you're saying. Yeah. So you so you agree? I got you. Um, we got some more questions here building up. Uh, what is a weak area you would like to work on technique-wise? 
keep working in my tempo, keep working in all the subdivisions. Basically, that's the weakness, like practicing like maybe sound and clean and more clean. Like, mm. That's something that we need to work every day. What what's the last thing that you were trying to overcome? Like for me, I'm constantly trying to work out my left hand on the piano, so like I'm always running drills on it. What's the last thing that you've really had to work at to overcome? Like maybe a bad habit or something. Uh, it should be time signatures and mm. creating stuff. That that's what I'm overcoming every day. Mm, yeah, different different time signatures. Getting outside of just the four four and three four or whatever the common ones are. Yeah, yeah. That that one that one throws me through a loop too, man. <laughs> Which uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Raina, for that question. That was a great question. Um, there are uh, here's another one there. Um, Lin- Lydian who played. Okay, there are many kids who are going towards this. There was a kid Lydian who played. I'm not sure what that question is, Mental. If you could rephrase that, um, I'll, I'll be happy to ask. But I don't know what that question is. Sorry, man. Um, sorry, Mental. Uh, yeah, re- resubmit, please. Please resubmit, and, and we'll get that asked. Um, so with your... Uh, hold on. With your with your master class, what does that involve? What 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 are you doing with your master class? Because I saw that on your website, and I thought that was really cool that you're doing sort of these master classes and stuff. So what 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 is what what encompasses that? No, it's a blessing. They they called me for doing this master class about mm. jazz improvisation and all of that, mm. and I just gave my perspective mm. perspective about how to improvise, how to make your own improvisation, like, okay, I am improvising, but I am just talking. And it's kind of like what I was expressing in this masterclass technique and all of this, and a lot of things, a lot of good exercise, harmony, uh, improvisation. Actually, we are planning to release a new masterclass, but tomorrow I am not that sure we're going to release a new masterclass. It's a secret, but it's not a secret anymore because I am telling you guys right now. <laughs> well, here you go. You heard it here first, folks. Spilling the goods. Yeah. So basically, that's how I have been working mm-hmm. uh, the master classes. What 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 is something uh, like specifically that you sort of went over uh, in one of your in one of your lessons? Uh, and you don't have to give us the whole lesson. Obviously, we want people to go and and and, and check it out and and buy the buy the masterclass. But what is one like simple thing that you sort of went over in your classes? It's kind of like patterns and things that you can learn. For example, if you take like a, a progression, you start like this. giving color with harmony and melody. And things like that, mm. and we work a lot of progressions, a lot of things, and you know. 
That's dope. Thank you very much for for even and telling us that. Um, it what what how how do you feel about sort of um have have you ever tried to do like gospel type music? Uh, I know that's sort of a kind of starting to get popular, especially online, sort of gospel chops and stuff. What have you messed with that kind of music with with like you know gospel and and that and that kind of uh that kind of vibe? Yeah, uh, it was part of my music for a long, long time, but I was crazy about that. Oh, okay, okay. Learning, learning because I love combining a lot of, a lot of styles. Mm -hmm. Traditional jazz, gospel, and, but you know, the gospel chops, like the pentatonic and all the things. And Honestly, it's, it's important, but I think jazz is like the root of everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, the one thing about about gospel that is cool that I really like that it sort of does take from all these different genres because you'll be playing rock, you'll be playing jazz progressions, you'll be playing blues, and it, they kind of take from all these different genres. And I when I, I played for a gospel church for for a few months, and it was like it was like boot camp for me. Like I didn't even. I couldn't even hear the, the the chord progressions because they move so. I mean, you know what I'm saying. The there's just so many chords going. There's so many so much movement going on. Hey, what's up, lovely lace? Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Uh, okay, so here comes the question again. So Lydian played piano and won one million dollars. What do you think about kids who are practicing daily and but only one wins? Oh, okay. So. Um, did you understand that question? Do you want me to read that again for you? I think that question can talk about the opportunity. Mm. That kid, Lydian, I think he's Indian. I think I know him. Oh, okay. Uh, that guy practices every day and, you know, combines the discipline mm. with the talent. And that's, that's how it comes. Right. That's how he wins. <laughs> the only way. Right, right. Do you do you think that there is people out there who are working hard and they they're disciplined and and um and, and well I guess it's the it's it's the opportunity as well but uh, do you think that there are people out there that are getting overlooked all the time that you think that sort of fit into that into that sort of equation there the discipline the opportunity do you feel like people are are getting overlooked? Because I think that what they're saying is only one is going to be remembered, right? Like out of all the different contestants, like Lydia, and all out of all the different contestants, he won. But all those other kids are are working maybe just as hard as him. Do you do you think that? Uh, I mean, how how do you how do you explain that to to kids who are who are putting in all the effort and who are doing that? How do you explain them sort of getting overlooked in these situations? Honestly, that situation is like you just said, like, no, everybody has like that thing. I just call that my way mm -hmm. of call that thing is God's grace. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's a lot of people that can play the instrument. That's another side. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can play the instrument, but nothing happened and nothing happened. Just God knows with who going to happen and with not, you know? Yeah. That's my way to see it because it's yeah. like it's it's, like, it's not like a formula thing when you combine your talent with discipline because it's a lot of people that make that but still they don't find the opportunity. Right. And right. that's so hard. Music is so hard. Music is not easy. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> it is, yeah. No, yeah. Who no, knows? No. We don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. Just God's grace takes you to what you can do. You know, honestly, I'm talking about my experience, personal experience. Right. Well, and 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 it's true. I mean, there's just something that some people just have that's just more, and it's not really explainable. It's like when you look at when you look at like really talented soccer players or or football. Uh, we're talking about football, soccer, football. So just 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 something to relate because soccer is big in South America. But um, so like you you look at athletes who are soccer players. It's like some athletes are just built the genetics are there like something is just in them that makes them go harder you know there's there's all kinds of people who can play soccer really really well but for whatever reason because of genetics or divine intervention whatever it is however you want to look at it something puts them above the rest and and gets the spotlight and and the attention that uh, and, and there's just not everyone can be you know the best soccer player. Not everyone can be, you know, Jesus Molina, you know, not everyone can be Chick Corea. There's not enough, there's not enough slots for all of the, uh, for everybody. So it is like this really strange thing. And, and, you know, you call it divine and, 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 and it's a path and it's just something that's there. It's really, it's really interesting to see who sort of rises to the top because I know so many wonderful musicians who are just so talented, who, who will probably die in obscurity because you know for whatever reason you know for whatever reason that's just their path um how do you see destiny do you do you believe in destiny i mean or divine paths do you believe in that kind of thing honestly i agree with all you're saying Mm -hmm. i believe in god has a purpose with everybody you know yeah that's what i believe honestly like that thing will happen with who he wants. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like this is like this could be a controversial topic. That, anyways, like we could take a lot of paths, a lot of ways of talking, or define how it works. Especially these days. But who knows? All I know, all we need to know is just go for it. Let's make music, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I I like your attitude about it. It's just like I don't know. Let's just do it. <laughs> let's go. I like it, man. Um, you know, we uh, how how important is mental health for you, especially for um, I, you know, you're always smiling. You're always when you're playing, and, and I heard that you're always smiling because you're you're grateful to God that you're able to do that, and and that's great. But what is it like? I mean, do you have days when you're not so smiley? I mean, what is how important is mental health to you, and uh, what does it look like when you're not smiling? And when I don't know, do you have bad days? I, I'm just I'm just curious. Of course, man. I think bad days are part of us a lot. For example, today was today was one of these days that I just wake up and I told myself, you know what, I'm gonna do nothing. I don't wanna do anything today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, like mental health is so important. But I think we need to stay positive and stay encouraged. And all of this situation in this world, like, oh my god, like we're living literally last days. We don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> We are just playing music and seeing what's going to happen with us, with artists. 
COVID is killing everybody. And COVID is a reality. As a reality as the mental health is too. Yeah. And I think for your mental health, you need to be surrounded by great people, surrounded by incredible environment that you can create in peace. And that's how I see mental health, the importance of mental health in our lives. Yeah. Do you, uh, we had a question from the chat here. They were asking, um, do you, um, if you're not, if you're, uh, it, when you're feeling especially emotional, do you go to your piano to get the emotion out? No, I just cry and that's it. Fair enough. Yeah. But music has something. Music has a huge power um, that you are like literally like emotional or something that you just go and play. Mm. And something happened, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that you said that you just cry and that, and you move on because it's because sometimes that's what you need. You, the thing is about like music and stuff and working, especially, is that what's weird about it is that you can sort of um, ignore emotions. You can sort of ignore these these feelings by putting yourself in music and and. And sort of pushing that stuff away, but the problem is, is that even when you're done, when you're done playing your song, those emotions are going to be there waiting for you. And and, and so I, I dig that you sort of like you emote and you just sort of let it out, and then you can sort of play and, and do your thing. Um, for me, I'll just I'll just ignore my emotions and just play music because it's easier than dealing with it. Uh, that that's pretty mature, man. At 24, that's mature. To just sort of emote and get it out. Um, have you? Uh, are you much of a? <laughs> I know at your age, when I was your age, I was a mess and I couldn't do what you did. You're doing now, but that was only because of my own behavior with substances and stuff. Do you? Do you? Do you? Um, do you drink? Do you party at all, or or, or do you stay away from all? No, that? honestly, I am a peaceful guy. Mm -hmm. I just I party sometimes. But not that much. Mm. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, it is like uh, it, it, the thing is, is like people who party all the time, they don't get very far in music, and you're pretty far if for as young as you are, and, and for what you've accomplished. Uh, I couldn't imagine that you would be a huge partier, drinking every night and going out and carousing. Uh, you you seem like you're pretty focused on stuff. Uh, how do you know that piano? How did you know that piano was right for you instead of guitar or drums or any instruments? Mental. He kind of went over that at the beginning, but um, if you can kind of recap, if you don't mind, how did you know the piano was your instrument over all the other instruments that you play? Piano is the instrument. Piano is literally. Like the best instrument in the world. Like you can do a lot of crazy things. You can do a lot of things. Like you have all the range of music. That's why I decided to myself to be a piano player because I learned a lot of things. And you can literally like guitar range is limited. Saxophone range limited. Just like you have all music in here, so that's why I. And you literally, you can like play chords you can do a lot of crazy things so yeah that's why i just decided piano <laughs> it's just it's just yeah it was just more conducive with you i i feel you uh i was i want i want to go over uh your weight loss because we we had a uh 
we have another similarity is I was 325 pounds in high school, which I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know what that is in kilograms, but it's a, but I was a big guy in high school. I was a really big guy. And, um, I, I, uh, I had, I had to work really hard to lose all that weight, but, um, I was just curious on what was your approach to losing weight and, oh, there you go. We, we lost your image there. Oh, there you are. You're, we're back. Um, what, what was your approach to losing weight and, and keeping it off? Cause honestly, I took a surgery. They took my stomach away, literally like the 80%. <laughs> uh, and I lost all of that weight eating less and like maintaining, well, you know, how was that? How was that for you? Cause I've, I thought about getting the, the, I think that's called lap band surgery or something. Uh, I, I've th I've thought about that as well. How was that for you? Did you did did you? Um, I mean, obviously the results are amazing, but what was that transition like for you? It has been a blessing for me because I used to weigh a lot, uh, weigh a lot, a lot of pounds, but like three thirty pounds or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, and after that, I am like 172, 175 wow. sometimes. Wow, that's great. 180 when I try to eat a little bit more. <laughs> I, I go to the gym every day and trying to be positive and active, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, what, uh, how, are you uh, hard on yourself when you start putting on a little bit more weight? I know I, I beat myself up a lot when I start getting a little bit bigger. I'm just like, come on, fat boy, what's going on? Uh, uh, are you, are you, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. Were, were you heavy your whole life? Uh, I mean, uh, were you heavy? Were you, uh, were you overweight most of your life? Most of your, my life, I have been, I've been bigger, but now I am so happy with this. Yeah, man. Well, well, it's amazing. Like, it's so amazing when you, uh, when you're, when you lose all that weight and you're able to, uh, like your body just moves differently. You know what I mean? Like you're able to like squat down without your knees hurting. And like you can tie your shoes without feeling like your, your gut is shoving your, your internal organs up into your throat. It's, it's like, it's really amazing. And, and and it's just I I I, I uh, encourage anybody to go out there and lose a bunch of weight. It's amazing. Um, how was that? How was that though for you? Like uh, losing the weight? Like what? Because yeah, because I noticed that when I lost all the weight, I was getting more attention from the ladies. What did you notice that when when you lost all the weight? Did you uh, start noticing the attention of the ladies? So many. I'm still <laughs> nice struggle with that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> God is good, man. Hey, yeah, God is good, baby. God is good. He uh he made man and women for a reason, right? Uh, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Uh so so what what's your plans then for 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 coming up here? I mean, I know we're still in a pandemic and we're still not knowing, but what what do you got uh coming down the pipeline? Where, where? Oh, I'm sorry. What do you got? What do you got coming up? Do you got any releases coming up, or do you got any kind of, or any kind of? Right now, I am kind of like waiting in this contract situation. I have a new management, and they are taking me literally to in a path, and I'm just waiting what's gonna happen. But still, like just going slow. I want to release uh, an album called Jesus Molina Plays North. I close a deal with North this year. 
that I recorded like an album with all of their sounds and all of the things and we're gonna be releasing soon the videos, the video session we're so excited for hmm. and all of that. Oh, that's amazing. How did you end up linking up with um uh with Nord? Because you you were the reason I went out and bought a Nord Stage Three. Like I was like I watched one of your videos playing a Nord Stage Three and I was like I need one of those Nord Stage 3. So I went and got a Nord Stage 3. How did you end up linking up with Nord? No, Nord, David, that guy is incredible. Like, I'm so grateful with Nord. Uh, they found me in a video and they contacted me and we just start linking and it has been a really cool relationship with them. Yeah. Do you... Um, I mean, like you're an endorsed player, right? They they endorse your like you you're mostly a Nord player. Yeah, yeah, Nord, but completely. It's kind of a different deal. It's more than endorsement. It's mm. it's a hundred percent giving publicity to them. All of the things is kind of a deal that we have. It's a blessing. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. That, that, I mean, it's so amazing that that you know there that you're able to to do that man i, I just it, like i said you're the reason why i have a nord stage three so they it obviously worked right like their campaign was like let's go and talk to this guy and get him to sell our keyboards it worked <laughs> I, mean, I mean i'm living proof that uh that uh it works uh so are you more so i think i think i already know the answer to this but we have another question from the chat uh yeah i think it's what's your favorite jazz blues rock or classical I think that's what they're asking. Which one of those is your favorite? Everything. <laughs> Everything. I like it. I like it. Um, what, what is the best advice that you've ever gotten? What is the worst place I've ever gotten, you say? No, no, no. What is the best advice that you've ever gotten? Oh, my God. Listen first and after play. <laughs> that's amazing and i love that it came right up right up you're just like oh that's easy i got this uh, what are some uh what are some uh seminal albums or what what are some really influential albums for you that's i know that's a hard that, that's I know. a hard situation that's I, a hard because there's a lot of albums a lot of things you know mm -hmm. By Chick Corea albums, Oscar Peterson albums, and all of that. Yeah. So Chick and Ch Chick, Chick Corea and Oscar Peterson, those are your guys. Yeah, that's my guys. Edward Gardner, Bill Evans, and yeah, more people. Yeah. D yeah. Are you familiar with Art Tatum at all? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Art Tatum is from the city I'm in. It's it's Toledo, Ohio, and. Um, yeah, there's like murals around of him, but he he was an incredible player. He was like one of those players. I had a friend, an older friend, who was telling me that he was able to transpose music in like, you know, just just he was just able to sit down and, and just he could play any song in any key. And he was like half blind. And he was just this incredible player that just uh, I don't know, man. He's one of my favorites. It's Chick Corea and Art Tatum are, are one of our couple of my favorite people and herbie hancock of course you can't go wrong with herbie hancock montreal yeah. nice so what was the what was the last thing that you worked on like well, last project you worked on that really challenged you 
Honestly, like I just working in things, but nothing is like like oh my god, I am working in this that challenge. No, everything challenged me. It's nothing specific. Mm. It's nothing easier than the other thing for me. Like I just give my everything to every single project. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's how you do it. Uh, Any favorite personalities you like? Personalities? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I think they're meaning like any favorite like TV personalities. Maybe you is there? I'm not sure. Uh, Mental. If you want to rephrase that, I'm not sure either. I'm I'm a little I'm a little confused on that one. Is there any type of music you don't enjoy making? That's a good question, Body. Is there any type of music you don't enjoy making? Honestly, reggaeton, but I am doing it now. <laughs> you don't like reggaeton? No, but I am doing it now. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we're probably doing, uh, we're probably doing, the, so are, are you working locally? Or are you just, oh, thank you very much, Elite. What's up, man? Good to see you. Thanks for stopping through. Um, do, are, are you working at all, in locally at all? Like playing out? No, more through internet. More through internet. It's just more internet. And, and you're just working as like a session player from home? Yeah, Got basically. It. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you like doing session work? Is that, do you, do you enjoy uh, it? I love I love doing that. I have been working a lot with that. And I am here for that. What was, uh, what, what, oh, how's the tooth? Um, it's fun. Thanks, Elite. Uh, no, uh, I just had a tooth pulled, Jesus. So someone's asking me about my tooth. Uh, it's uh, it's fine. It's a little sore. It's tender, but uh, it's uh, it's it's gone. the 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 horror show of 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 a raw nerve is gone. So I'm happy. I'm happy with the soreness. I'd rather be sore than have a raw nerve. Ugh. <laughs> so. What, what, when do you, uh, when do you, when do you, uh, turn it off? When do you, or how do you turn it off? How do you turn off like your day? How do you relax? How do you, how do you leave work behind and move on with your day? How do you, how do you do that? Do you like, like today you said you woke up, you didn't want to do anything. And thank you for doing this podcast, by the way, (laughs) even though you didn't feel like doing anything. I appreciate that. Uh, how do you, how do you turn off? I, I I feel like your brain moves a million miles an hour. No, I just turn off the way, just going, you know what? I just want to do this, I just want to do that. I just want to relax here and watch the cell phone, and that's it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, man. Yesterday was that for me. I scrolled for like five hours. I was just scrolling on Facebook. It was just ridiculous. Lots of wasted time, but it, do you... Um, do you uh do you have like a like is there a, like after a good a large performance or like a really hot performance do you uh do you have like a ritual that you do afterwards or do you like go out to eat or something or do you just go home how do you come down after like a big performance after a big performance i just go and say thank you to god and enjoy with my family mm-hmm. nice uh, you it, are you're close with your family? A lot. Yeah. They're the most important thing in my life. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you have a big family? Yes, we do. 
<laughs> well, dude, Latinos, Latinos uh, usually have. I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican, so like I have like fifty thousand uncles and cousins and stuff. So I, I, I imagine you do too. Uh, did you come up Catholic? No, Christian. Just Christian. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Is Colombia a predominantly Catholic country? Mm-hmm. Okay, so right on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, we got some more questions here. Uh, who do you want? To, who do you? Oh, that that is good. Who do you want to be in music? How do you want people to remember Jesus Molina? I just wanna be what God wants me to be. I just wanna give my footprint of music. People can remember me as a piano player that they can learn from. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, right on. Well, Jesus, um, I appreciate your time today, man. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cut it here. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, I, I appreciate what you uh, you know giving us this time. And and I hope you have a great rest of your day. It, it, it's it's 3 p.m. or it's 4:30 over there. It's 4:24 p.m. 4:25. Okay, okay, yeah. So we're on the. Yeah, that. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, man. And with pleasure, we are here whenever you want. Thank you guys, everybody that is watching the podcast. And thank you so much. Yeah, man. You have a great rest of your day and um, we'll, we'll be in touch. With pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesus. I appreciate you coming on the show and and, and giving us some love and uh, letting us get a little insight into your your day to day and your uh, you know your creative mind. Uh, go to JesusMolina.org. Go check out his master classes. Go check out his content on his YouTube. All those links are in the show notes. So please go through and support your boy you can also find we speak english good on all the social media platforms instagram twitter facebook snapchat tiktoky uh the discords uh, we got them all they're all in the show notes go click around have some fun down there uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can subscribe on uh, Spotify. Anywhere you can subscribe to the podcast, please do. It helps. Subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, have fun with all those cool video versions of the interview. Uh, you can also subscribe on Twitch and you can also leave a review for the show. That helps. It really does. Please do go leave a review. Uh, write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. And that's about it. Today is Friday. This is being released on a Friday. So come through to the live stream today. It goes down at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Holden Stefan Roy. He is a rapper out of Montreal, Canada. Whoa, what's going on there? Uh, he, he's cool. Uh, I really like Holden. He has a podcast called Behind That Suit where he does reviews and he does interviews and he's just a, also a fellow podcaster who's uh, who's doing it out of Montreal. Love it. So please come through. We also have Cypher Deluxe. They'll be following directly the interview after the interview where we have uh, we open up our Discord and we allow our community members to come spit some hot fire. So. Yeah, please come through. It'll be a good time. Uh, Twitch.tv slash we speak English good. All right, guys, I am out of here. I'm keeping it sweet and short. 
Um, I, 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 you know what? I'm, I got some fan. I got a fan letter the other day, and I'm gonna read that uh, next podcast. And it, this, you know, I'm this podcast for our regular listeners. Uh, if we have any new listeners listening, because you know. Uh, hey Zeus is quite a quite a catch as a guest. I was very happy to be able to schedule this with him, but uh, you know, if anybody is a longtime listener, you guys know that I start rambling on. So I'm gonna keep it short and sweet and get on with my day and let you guys get your day or night or whatever time you're listening to this. I'll let you guys continue on with all that. So, all right, guys, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Go and get some rest or something. Okay. I don't know what that beats. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>